back, everybody, to another week of the Ristic Buddies podcast. I'm your host, Hanser. And joining me, the two biggest cunts I know, Jonathan. Hey, what's up? And Mitch. What's up? Well, so how's your week been, gentlemen? Oh, I'm back to work and it bloody sucks. <laughs> Hold this over, suck it, bitch. Oh, oh it I'm sucks still not so bad. It also sucks. <laughs> wow, oh. it just sucks so bad. Well, just like, it's as though life just sucks, doesn't it? Wow. <laughs> Big mood energy. I did not ask for, for to be an adult, damn it. Well, I did ask to be born. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> like Jonathan said, the rope is, if you need help, the rope is always there. Yes, the rope, and the rope is the solution to a lot of life's problems. Yes, just be unalive today. All you need is one rope. I can feel producer son just thinking like, Oh, I'm probably going to censor these fucking idiots. <laughs> Look, you use the rope, you know, to, you know, tie, you know, de-stress, get a stress ball. We're not saying yes, anything. You can, you can spend your time uh, solving the knot that you just tied. Exactly. Don't, oh, see? don't, don't take it to the, you know where. Yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's n- not waste any more time since we are talking about cunts. The, today's topic is very simple. Uh, EDH etiquette. Would like to call it so. Mitch was the one that brought it up. We, uh, he wants to talk about EDH etiquette, or put it simply, is how to not be a cunt while playing EDH. Oh, so, hey, surprisingly, right? It's like I, I somehow find it like there is somehow that it will always be someone that he. Like, yeah, this, this, this episode is more of like a PSA, actually. Yes, look, we we basically we broke it into very into five points. So, uh, just to run through the points very quickly, the first point is don't pub storm. Don't bring a CEDH deck to a non-CEDH table. Don't be a don't be salty. Don't extend games for no reason. Don't always try to take back place. And this is very important. And I know is you know the meme, you know, the magic players are sweaty, overweight, middle-aged men playing a card game in the basement, but really hygiene. That's the last you point. You can you can be overweight, you can be middle-aged. But, wow, damn, that doesn't give you an excuse for being, to be unhygienic, man. Jesus. <laughs> to just give up on life, right? Yeah, I know, right? And <laughs> some dignity. Come on. Dignity. The wrong place to, the wrong thing to look for in our cut shop. Shit. What if I just use a Axe body spray instead <laughs> of showering? Fucking yeah. please don't. You know the Axe body spray? I don't understand. I don't get the meme. Like, why do people actually spray the Axe body spray? I smell it before. It's like, oh, damn bad. Yeah, it makes, I, I don't it, know, it makes man. your body odor smell worse. Apparently, it makes you smell like a man or some something stupid like that. Right. I, I know because, okay, I'm not going to name who, but I know some, uh, not, not magic reader, but I know one guy, he has, like, he puts the X body spray, but then because he also has BO, so he used the X body spray to cover the BO, but the, the body spray itself doesn't really hide the BO, so sometimes you smell the pungent BO smell mixed with the X body spray. Just like, it, it just upgrades the, the BO, right? Wow, it's the worst. Wow, so not, like, not the BOs at level 2 or something, eh? <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's literally the worst, Jeez. my goodness. Look, at least he's trying. <laughs> fair, fair. Oh, Some people don't even bother to try. Well, I was trying and failing, and I'm the one that suffered. <laughs> and it also, the, the thing that brought up the topic we decided to talk today was because in our local game shop, uh, producer Sun told me there is a few people, not going to name names, that, you know... When, Huh? Yeah, cunts. Lah. Let's just call them cunts. Let's be real here. They are, we invite them to, like, not we as in me, but the, there are people in the group that, you know, let's try to to make a pot of four people to play EDH. Then he would join in the pot 
and those people will be maybe playing a regular deck, like maybe a power 7 or 8, and he will be bringing a CEDH level deck to play. Now, so we'll start with that point. So, essentially, it's don't pop storm and don't bring a CDH to a non-CDH game. I will start first. And I only have one one like one point. Like, to these people, I have a question, which is, why? Why do you want to do this? Fun, man? Is, is it really that fun? Like, bringing a CEDH deck to pop storm EDH player? Like, why? It's like breaking the spirit of CEDH. Right? CEDH, the spirit is like... All four of us is going to bring a CEDH deck and we want to play like a CEDH playstyle where it's fierce, it's high interactive, everyone is trying to go off at any point of time. That is the gameplay we are looking for. As a, I do play my own fair share of CEDH. Like when I play with Mitch and Jonathan playing CEDH, that's what we want. We have our CEDH deck, so when we will ask, hey, you all want to play CEDH? If someone don't want to play CEDH, we're not going to bring out the, all our CEDH deck and then the guy will just play another deck. We'll just, okay, fine, then we'll play something else. And then when everyone wants to play CEDH, then we will take our CEDH deck. Uh, I do like, uh, why Why you pop storms? Uh, that's my only question. Mish, what's your point on this? I'm pretty sure it's just to make people see how uh, big your dick is. Same as the people who ref their expensive podcast. The louder <laughs> it is, the, the bigger their metaphorical dick is. <laughs> compensating, <laughs> compensating. But, and who has done this before, uh, well... I have actually brought a CDH deck to a... Yes, I know. I was the one that suffered through that first game. I was there. <laughs> I, think I, was, I think I was the first one to actually like look at CDH decks just because of you, actually. Yes. I, re- I remember... I can't remember the fourth player, but I remember that game, the player was me and, jo- uh, me and Wenxiao. It was two of the players, definitely. Probably. It's definitely me and Wenxiao. I don't know who's the third guy. I mean the fourth player. But not yeah, me, I, I don't think it's me. I don't think so. I might be. But I against. Eh, I, only, I think only played against your Godo before it became a CDH. I think. No, no. I, his Godo, I'm pretty sure was like just not full CDH. He's just not running the power. It's just. Cards. It's just a high, high power. I think. No, it's just Godo, just minus the. I believe the like, line side uh, all this like the. Not expensive cards. Yeah, but it's still like a Godo deck, so it still plays the Godo strategy. Uh... Oh, right. Anyway, Mitch, please continue. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I basically brought it as a. I'm fucking sick of Hansel shit uh, deck. <laughs> so after he wins and he's too, so gleeful about everything, just take out the Godo. Proceed to combo off for one game and keep the Godo again. I'm the bad guy here. Me. Yes. I was playing fair, a- <laughs> Most of the time, people are sick of your shit. Why? Look, you all just... You all play your game of EDH. I am not doing anything egregious. I'm just, you know, making you play an EDH that I want you to play. You know, like... Helping out, like giving broadening your horizon. Ah, look at that. Damn. You mean you mean just being a, a proper scum? That's what you are. <laughs> For me, it was just more about therapy than anything else. I just need to, uh, that's that's very I just need true. to do this. And and then I feel better about this coming down to this card shop and playing with Hansel. Wow, therapy was a pain in the ass, to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to sit here for three hours. I'm always going to enjoy 10 minutes. I want 10 minutes worth of therapy if I'm going to be here for a few more hours. Oh, that was good enough. (laughs) But yeah, if you're sitting down with a group of strangers and people you don't know who would... I mean, if I take out the Godo, everyone knows I'm taking out the CEDH deck and I just want to do this, combo off. Okay, let's start the next round and shuffle up and do whatever. But if you're sitting down with a group of strangers and you're bringing out something like an Anje or a Godo, a fast combo CEDH deck, then it's not fun for anyone else. 
Yes. You sit do there, you, you win. Do you have no shame? <laughs> you know you're going to win. What, what's the point of just stepping on people you don't know? The thing is that, is it even really that fun? Like, honestly, I... Uh, in CEDH, I mean, when we play, the three of us play three different types of gameplay. Mitch, you're playing the fast combo deck with Godot. Jordan is playing the the Atnos high-risk, high-reward game, and I'm playing Yeah, the, boy, let's go. Then I'm playing the mid-range. I'm the mid-range player. But is it really that fun to just combo off and win when you know the people is not going to do anything to stop you? Like, it, it wouldn't have the CEDH experience, right? Yeah. Like, we got fun like you know you don't have the fun where you intuition and then people are like all fighting to counter your intuition while you already have like next level play waiting if the intuition is countered kind of scenario like you don't have that experience so what's the point of doing it it's pretty boring when when the other uh three players are just watching you and they are not holding any interaction then it's like ah okay it's it's just so boring it's it's basically a one man show you just jerk off already well a lot of people like to jerk off well, these are the type of people point. that these are the type of people that like sex, but they don't like the work to get the sex. Oh damn! You're hurting a lot of people right right now. <laughs> it's okay. These type of players, I'm pretty sure don't have any pride or shame. I can't hurt it. I can't hurt what doesn't exist. Hey. So what's your point, Jordan? I think my point is uh, I think this it also relates back to one. Of, I think our our previous episode, one of our previous episodes as well, as in like to gauge the power levels in the pot. Because uh, end of the day, that as long it it is healthier for the format. Or for your local game store to promote uh enjoyable games, I suppose. So like if you if you cannot find bots, then maybe and then you're the person uh cut stomping uh strangers, maybe you are the reason why nobody's playing EDH at your game shop. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> look into yourself when yeah. there's no other place to look. That's like I mean it's pretty easy to just uh to have a few decks to uh for every occasion, depending on the on the the strange the pot's uh power level, mm. like it's the rule zero kind of thing where you, at the start before you start say oh my deck is somewhere around this level so and so that kind of thing, and then you plan you guys four people proceed to have a fun game of magic that's all rather than one guy just uh, high power storm storm thing. I mean I think uh your mouse may vary for this. Not everyone has the ability to build multiple decks. Hey, there's proxies. Hey, but I'm pretty sure if you can afford like a proper CEDH deck, uh, no proxies. I hope, assume you can afford other decks. Like, let's be real here. What underground C that you own for your, I don't know, your hyper-efficient Torical deck, I'm, I'm pretty sure that our underground C can make you a power 7 EDH deck. True enough, but not everyone wants to bring multiple decks around. I, fair, guess. Fair. I don't know. I, I just find like, the, the thing is, even, this is not only in a CEDH term, like, because for me, uh, like what me say, I, my derby is a problem. I will admit, I, anyone who said, I will always agree, my derby was a problem. It's that I built, I really put in the effort to find the pieces, to tune and tune and tune and tune to reach that upper 9 power level. It's not quite a CEDH deck, but it is on the, like a power 9. It's on the edge. Yeah, it's on the edge because... Yeah. It was like my baby, you know, it was, it's my pay deck. I want this deck to, to be good. Because, you know, Derevi is my baby. But I'm not going to bring this, like, Derevi out to play with random strangers. Like, if I'm meeting with three other people, like, I will, if I feel like, you know, uh, what is it called? Conversing. I will just talk to them. Hey, what power level are we playing? Or like, what, what type of deck are we playing? 
And then people will say, oh, my deck is tend to just be a more relaxed, chill, combat-oriented, or whatever it is, then I'll like, okay, I'll match up all level. Or when, you know, I don't feel like conversing, I'll just play one deck with my mid-power level and see, oh, this is the type of deck you're playing, don't worry, I got you, fam. Then I take out my, the, my Derevi or whatever Derevi level deck I have at that point of time. But then it's fun, ma, rather than, I find if I curb, if I use like my Derevi to curb storm other people, fun, man, I, I don't really find it fun. Then the people finish also, their face been chow chow. Then those people won't want to play with you again, what? Like, Unless I take it on another Why do you bring out therapy so often? Huh? Uh, John, you go first. Oh, no, no, yeah, sorry, you can go first. Uh, then why do you bring out therapy so often? Hey, where was the last time you see playing with us. <laughs> yeah. That's the main reason. It's not with strangers. <laughs> okay, okay. Even in, uh, even when in the play group, right? I, I Once I reach my therapy to the level that, honestly, I... You guys, at the point of time, you guys are my playgroup. Whether you like it or not, I treat you guys sometimes as like my guinea pig to test my deck. Like, oh, this I put in this card, so I need to test it out. Well, convenient, you guys are here. You're gonna have to deal with me these one, two games to, to test the cards out. Ah. Then, eventually, at one point, I had another deck, which is Cissé. So one yeah. of my friend, a uh, close friend, Wenxiao, he was like, you know what, if you ever take out Cissé, I will not play with you. But this is a thing where you can have a conversation as a, as in a play group because you guys are friends then your yeah. friend it's easier for a friend to go to another guy hey you're this deck I really don't like it how about you don't play or we play another type this kind of conversation is easy to have so like when Shao case he say you play CC I don't want to play because my CC I will admit is also on the higher end of the power level so I'm like okay I understand it's not making you ha- like the table is not happy playing my CC so I dismantled my CC and I play another deck oh god damn I can smell the sea breeze from here now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I made it worse. I played the five colors, he say. Yeah. What? What? The, that sucks ass. But, yeah lah. But when you're playing with strangers, you don't have that option, ma. Mm. A stranger is not going to go to you like, hey, well, I don't have to play your deck. I, next time, I won't play with you. They will just not say anything and just not play with you. And you just lost so-called a friend or a play group, potential play group. Yeah, a potential new pot of people to play EDH with. Yeah, like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, come on lah. Don't pop storm ma. Just, if you want to find a CEDH group, go find a CEDH group. If you want to be play a powerful EDH deck, play, look for a group that plays like that as well. It's, it's oh. not that... It's so basically, just cut yourself. Yeah, I feel it's more I think you're cucking yourself by doing this. Uh. Hey, but the reverse side is don't hold it and then say, oh, my deck very powerful, then gotta pop storm, then you cry. That could happen. It happened, 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 happened. Yes. It happened before on my brother's side. So anyway, that is like, the simple uh, this is this was actually the main topic that sparked the whole conversation for us, which is the the pop stomping. Yes, then why we do people do it. Yeah, then from there we went, you know, we think a little bit more into like the other things that is like we call we think as EDH etiquette. So the next point we have is don't be salty slash don't be emotional when you play EDH. So Jonathan, what what's your top uh, point on this topic? What? <clears throat> Sorry. Actually, there are two, uh, two sides of this. Uh. To me, it's like you shouldn't bring salt from a previous game unless the pot is full of friends and you're just doing it for the shits and giggles, uh, which is basically what we do most of the time. Well, like you yes, carry... bring grudges from several yeah, yeah, yeah. days ago. <laughs> well, the, hey, the, be- yeah, the, best, the best we had was, wow, Mitch, you are three hours late, I kill you first. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about, how about when people just kill my Zada because wow, you t- you're taking too long? Wow. Hey, then we don't need to worry oh. about it. We don't need oh. to worry about you taking your, so your turns. Isn't that proper threat assessment? 
Wow, the threat, the threat is to our time. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say that the threat to my time is more scary than the threat to my bot state. Oh my god. But but yeah. this is like the perfect example of the shit and giggles you see. Yeah, this is a perfect example. Yeah, yeah please continue. Then uh so basically I I think it's also pretty unfair to the other three players if you're bringing sort from the previous game. Or even from a few days ago, that kind of thing. It's like it doesn't make the uh the playing experience good, I suppose. Or the general feel of the game which is casual, because EDH, whether you like it or not, is a casual format. Hey, back to the first topic, casual format. Wow. So don't, yes. don't bring a competitive deck to a casual exactly. format. But this is more for the feelings of, because, you know, sometimes like, uh, strangers might have different uh, levels of humor from mm. you. Yes, yeah. Or even if you try to sort, you know, like us, like shit and giggles, but some people might not appreciate that at all. So, end of the day, I think it's more of like, a, it, it goes back to the, like the social contract, whether you're going to be, make somebody awkward or some shit like that. Mm. Yeah. What, what about you, Mitch? What do you think about being salty slash emotional during the games? Well, I think we have one person who is very salty, so... I can smell the ocean breeze from Queenstown. All the way from Woodlands. God damn it. I mean, it's. I think it's normal to be emotional about certain things. Yes. When you... In your head, you see it going this particular way, and then you just get beat down or you people just fuck with your shit so you're not having fun then you just get emotional but there's not really a reason to take it out on your friends or strangers which is even worse so i mean you can say things like um i'm you can say you're frustrated and say that you don't want to continue playing after this but don't like throw a tantrum and then just do that to other players i mean most of us are adults be a baby, essentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's among your friends and you like, wow, you're fucking assholes and, and you want to throw a fake tantrum, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Friends. It's just for the shits and giggles anyways. Yeah. But if you're doing it for real and it's just like this massive anger thing, there's no point. Ah. You might as well just scoop. Especially if oh. you're bringing it out of the card shop as well. That's a very, yeah. Fair, yeah, that's a very good mm. point to make as well. It's... Because it's, how to say, it's like very kawaii, you know, as like if you are playing the three of us, or the three, you are playing with random people, uh, four people, and then this guy is being salty, and then just like being angry, it's, it, you know, like, it affects your vibe, you're like, you're very sian, you know, I came here after a days of work, I'm very sian, I came, I want to play, have some fun, and then you get very upset, and then you throw this big tantrum, it just like, it throws the whole feel of the game out of the window. Yeah, it's w- wasting my time. <laughs> In a way. Yeah, it, it really it feels that way. Uh. I mean, for me, this is the one that I feel uh, most strongly about is the being salty and emotional. I will say first, I am not a perfect human. I have been salty in games and I also get emotional. That's how I am as a person. There was one time with our friend Wen Chao, I played, uh, I was very fed up with his uh, Karenos deck. That I took out my Rush Me. I built a Rush Me to play against and he was about to combo off. I had, Four counter spell and he just perfectly that round he had six counter spells. So, you know, I was damn tilted. Ah. Like I got salty. Like I am in the wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, I realized I was in the wrong. I shouldn't have gotten salty. But it tends to happen. So as a person, you have to realize and keep yourself in check, you see. Mm. You cannot just be like, oh, what the fuck? A little bit of thing, you get salty. So the few things that I find like 
you want to be salty for the laugh and for giggle, sure. But the things that I'm not say unhappy about is like, you know, when you are salty and then you carry it to the next game or even in that game, you make a bad threat, threat assessment just because you are salty and you purposely do this just to fuck that person over. It's like, you just spoil the game, you know? Like, at the end of the day, people still want to play, they want to so-called win or they want their deck to work. And then, when you throw everything out of the window just because you're salty, you're like, well, you know, this guy, he's trying to help the table by roughing the bot and you are salty, so you counter counter his bot. And then because of that, the third guy wins. It's like, are you fucking serious? Kind of situation. Mm. Yeah. Then the other is when people make correct threat assessment and then you get salty. I'm like, like, bro, you are in a very, in a position that is far ahead for everybody. You are winning. You have like this engine or whatever that's running on the bot. And someone hits your thing. Like, why are you getting salty? Like, you are, it, it's the correct threat assessment. Like, maybe you have a feeling like, oh, I feel that person A is going to go win. And then in your head, you think that person A is the bigger threat. But person B may not be like, oh, I don't know. Maybe he's magic or so-called his experience is not as high as yours. And he think like, I can see what's on the board and your board is threatening. So I hit your stuff. But, you know, don't just go throw it into a tantrum. Like, what the fuck? What you do? Why you hit my stuff when this person can do blah, 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 blah. You know, if you do it for the memes, ah, sure. I have done it for the memes. Like, I have the outs in my hand. I can win. Then when someone hit my ball, I just throw a tantrum just, you know, to keep the game entertaining. Because at the end of the day, for me, EDH is like me meeting up with three of my other friends, you know, and have fun. The game on my hand is just like a secondary thing. I just want to, you know, meet with Mitch and Jordan like, for the shit and giggles and then, you know, have fun lah. So I was just like, hey, what for? Blah, 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 blah. Then next, next time I win. Wow. But to it, even add on to that point as well, you should be pretty happy that you're recognized as the biggest trap on the table too as well anyways. Hey, means you hey. are the alpha male. Whoa, whoa, uga, uga. Stroke your own, uh, your ego. Wow, damn. Then the last one I have is, this is the I feel the most thought-inducing to most people is the being land screwed and uh, being land flooded. Like, I understand it, it really sucks, you know, but it's part of the game. You just have to deal with it. Like, you can make your deck perfect. Your ratio could be perfect. You know, your lands to ram to whatever ratio could be perfect. Uh, talking about lands and ram, check out our previous episode talking about it. Uh, uh, wow. This, this is bringing uh, PTSD, man, for my Zada. <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean, I, we, we, I was here when Jonathan had to tap war room five turns in a row to dig for answer just because he was land screwed. Like, was he salty? Like, he is, he was, you, you were Sienna. I can tell in your eyes, he like, you know, the glossy fish eye. Yeah, he just doesn't give up. Yeah, but, you know, we had fun. At the end of the day, we still, we are all friends. We decided to have fun. Uh. We just laugh yeah. it all kind of situation. Oh, true. The main aim is to have fun. Uh. Sorry, what were you saying, Mitch? Are we? <laughs> hey, I can always uh, build the Zada CEH. Uh. <laughs> hey, Mitch, a fellow mono red player, aren't you happy? I don't have enough counter spell for you both idiots. Please, can you don't do this? <laughs> I'm the only blue player. I don't want that. Stay with blue, Jordan. Please, just do your Ednos. I have counter magic too. I have yeah. counter magic too. I like how your red E-blast can affect his red E-blast, right? Yeah, it can oh, target. It uh, can target, but it just do nothing. Yeah, but I mean, all this at the end of the day, because I feel even with group of friends, it can reach to the point where it becomes tension. Like what Jordan said, if that game uh, you bring it out of the card shop is the worst case scenario. Yeah. I, I really hate the idea. Like, 
you are unhappy and you bring it out of the shop and then it affects so-called your friendship or like, you know, your relationship with the person, like over a, a game, like, come on lah. Maybe you, you are, we are all adults. We should just be like, hey, after you finish the game, you're like, hey, I think you just now do a bit pui sui. You know, talk it out. If the person is not willing to talk it out, then you know, you know what type of person he is really, but. The worst case, the worst is really with strangers. I did not really cover with strangers, but imagine your first uh, introduction to a person is that he is a salty uh, EDH player. Like, wow. Wow. That <laughs> will not work for us because we were just, we were just going to dig his carton anyways. <laughs> hey, like someone in the other playgroup, correct? Yeah. <laughs> the moment we know, the moment we know you are salty, it's like opening the floodgate to me Packing interaction just to fuck you over for no reason. Hey, Jota, let me attack you. I need some elf. No, unsummon. Oh. Go back to your hand. <laughs> <laughs> you can attack me. I never say you will do any damage. Exactly. <laughs> hey, declaring attackers is different from combat, dealing combat damage. <laughs> so the other one we have is don't extend games for no reason. Like, basically, bully you, you just extend games. Uh. So Mitch, what's your point? Uh, For me, it was just like, you're behind on board. You can't really win. So you just wipe the board, mess land destruction, start from zero again. Everyone has to start the game from nothing. So it's basically mess land destruction without any follow-up. Or stacks for the sake of stacks. Our stacks for the sake of stacks is our LGS boss specialty. Oh, oh, I'm having numb flashbacks. I don't like it. I mean, Uh, most stacks with stacks have a game plan in mind. Like, I'll get to... I don't know. I'll get to Heliot. I'll cast Heliot. Then I'll cast the Ballista. Then I'll go off and kill everybody. Mm. Or like, Godo's stacks. Is, I'm just slowing down the game so I can fucking cast Godo. Yeah, it's, it's not just stacks for the sake of stacks. So, there's a, a clear uh, game ending uh, sequence. Mm, correct. Mm. Uh, uh, for me, our, our cut here first in the sense that uh, as the resident stacks player, I will say in our group, I'm the one that plays the most stacks. But I'm never stacking for the sake of stacking. Like I said in one of my, our previous episodes, I enjoy forcing you to play a game of EDH that you don't want to play. I want you to play my game of EDH. You know, I enjoy that type of gameplay, but my deck has always a clear direction. That's how my deck building always is. I make stacks, but my stacks is there for a reason. I'm not stacking for no apparent reason. I always will have a way to break parity uh, with the stacks and I will be the one that is ahead of you because I can break parity with the stacks you cannot. Your deck is not built to do it. My deck is built to do it. And, you know, I get the extra enjoyment that you're just like, uh, well, fuck, I cannot do this. When oh, I, and, and I can. So, I used to play, uh, what is it? Uh, the, I think you played with it, right, Jordan? My, the cat commander, the one that when I hit you, I goat everyone's, oh, uh, your whole Oh, board. yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh. So, that deck is very a very long game. Yeah, that deck is very heavy stacks. But if you notice, uh, Jordan, the deck is heavy stacks, but everyone only is doing one thing, but I'm doing multiple things over over my stacks pieces because yes. my deck is built that way. Technically, you're, you're cucking us. But yes. you are still advancing your game Yes. State. Yes. So right. it's so-called a decision to make the deck slow and the game slow with it. But it's not a game where I'm just there to, you know, fuck you guys over. Yeah. But, it's the same the, as, uh, sorry, yeah, continue. Yeah, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's the same as playing Azar as well. So the stacks is there for a reason. Yes, correct. You're just like, trying to slow people down so you can do, you do you know, Azar, Azar things and then just win the game. Yeah, correct. So that's yeah. about... That, that's stacks. Uh. The other one is what Mish said is MLD. 
we have played with people before. They play the mass land destruction. They, oh, they get you. No, 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 no. I mean, I have played Mass Destruction, but I would say when I MLD, right, it's not for no apparent reason, one. Yeah. I will MLD with a bot state and I will ask you, you have no lands, you will take a few turns to get to uh, get a hit and I can probably kill the table the next turn. Do you wish to continue? Because my Mass Land Destruction, I'm using it as a win con. Or like my attraction of that is I'm looping the Mass Land Destruction. I say, this is a loop. You're not going to have any lands, you're not going to have any creature. You can stay. But eventually you will die because you're not gonna have lands, you're not gonna have creature. You can, it's like a win con on its own. But mm. there are some people who just mess lands destruction just for no reason. That's why I think mess land destruction is frowned on in by the community. When I feel it's like a it's actually a viable strategy if your deck is built to do it. As and also some, if you can capitalize on the advantage, I suppose. Yes, correct. As someone who mm. plays a lot of mess land destruction, right? I, I have win games through mess land destruction. I'm just like so how? No lands, no nothing. Do you wish to continue? It feels bad for the opponent, but I don't get it. What's the difference with someone comboing off and then you lose? And someone messed the destruction and you lose? Like, it just, I guess you feel bad or you feel like your chance of making a comeback is taken away from you. I and just in- the, the feeling of, I haven't really died, but there's no way I can continue to play. Yeah, but the thing yes. is, you if you so-called calm down or you even like the back, can you see, can you have outs? You have no bot. His bot is like this and you cannot have an out. Just scoop up so you can play the next game. I know it sounds very like I'm very arrogant for me to say it that way, but just really honestly, if you see there's no out, just accept it. There's no out, scoop. If you want to sit through the motion, just sit through the motion. Let the guy kill you. Like if you can have an out, then have an out. Ah. Like I have win before through mass land destruction. I'm pretty sure all of us have went win before through mass land destruction. But it's whether you want to go through EV or not, lah. Mm. And and those people who is very salty, mass destruction. Oh, mass destruction scoop just to make three people suffer. It's like oh, that one is the worst case, lah. It's like playing with uh Wenchos, Yashan as well. If you can't do anything to uh sack and all that stuff, and the game is proceeding very slowly while his pig is slapping everybody one by one, you can just scoop. Right? Yeah, it is right. His yeah. deck is built to stack you, and he will be ahead of you slowly but surely. It's like every turn is one step, then it becomes two step, becomes three step. It's ine- inevitable that he's going to win. So yes. you can might as well just go. Yes, correct. But if you mm. want to play out and you know that maybe you can draw this card and it's out, then yeah, go for it. Uh. But sometimes there is really no out. But then there is no out. Yeah, but, it is what it is. Uh. Yeah, but don't be salty. Yeah. Don't be salty and be that guy that I am a Gideon Scoop. Wow, that one. I have never done that. I, as much as I, I, I get salty, I will never do that. Because it's like, uh... What about you, Jonathan? Sorry, uh, for the... the uh, don't prolong I, a win. Yeah, yeah, basically, the same as what you say. Uh, just don't prolong an unwinnable game. Because it's... You're not... It's... How do you say? Uh, that there's no meaning to dragging on the game if you could just move on to the next game and try again. Yes, there are many opportunities to ramp more. Yeah. That- that's also technically, I feel there's a second part of the coin where mm. you have no outs, but and you know the guy is going to win, but he will take a few turns. You insist on him forcing him to make the plays just to th- like just to throw the table because you are salty that you're, you know, you got locked out or your, your lens destroyed, you got salty. So you say, no, I don't want to scoop. Go through your whole motion and then you force everyone to sit through the motion, you know? Yeah. That it's technically it's the it's, it's the two sides of the same coin essentially that's very true but it also end of the day I think main, mainly most of our points here is also because it's only do the things you want to do 
it is if it's uh it may seem cuntish, but then the thing is as long as it's your play group of friends and you are comfortable with making this kind of uh, nonsense play, then go ahead. It's just that yeah. you do need to have, have some uh what do you say some uh social etiquette. Etiquette, yeah, etiquette or social awareness, I suppose, mm. when you're dealing with strangers instead. I guess for this one, you can, that mm. is like a simple point of, we can summarize it, it's like, be respectful of other people's time. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. people, you don't know, like I say, they come from work, you, you know, play at 7pm, they come here to clock few games, and then you are that guy that gets salty, mass line destruction for no reason, your deck is stacks for the sake of stacking, you got no proper win con, you can't, Break parity or stacks, you're just there to slow the game for the sake of slowing the game. Like, oh, yeah. who's going to be happy? Yeah, No one will be. <laughs> you can try so, and say. So basically, the title of this episode, Don't Be a Cunt. <laughs> yeah, really? Don't be a cunt. <laughs> I don't and know. Do you consider um, hmm? my Arthurial's deck uh, stacked for the sake of stacking deck? No, because at the end of the day, as much as I hate your deck, uh, I will say first, as much as I hate it, I hate playing against it. I hate it when you take it out. It, it has a strategy. Hmm. Like, you are not blowing the bot up for no reason. You are blowing the bot up after, you know, by putting the coin counter on the permanent or creature, you blow the bot up, you take you take the creature or whatever it is, and then you are you are so-called breaking parody on the bot wipes. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm. By okay. taking their best thing and then you are beating the person with you. I mean, I hate it lah. Like, your action rider loops are just the, one of the most annoying thing to go against. But it's not like we are going, the, the game is not doing, your bot wiping for the, you are still progressing your bot state. Yeah, you are you are going ahead anyways. Yeah, it's just a little bit slower, but we all eventually after you do it like two, three times, we all like, yeah, we're not gonna go anywhere. Me and Jota, you know, we just cook. Like that time I think we played at uh GH uh, was like that. Me and Jota like, okay, you got the action rider, you're gonna do this every turn, you're just gonna keep stealing our stuff. Your action rider is only gonna keep coming back. Okay, we scoop. There's no point prolonging this game. Let's play another game. I mean, it's we all as a player we can see, uh, we also know we play magic. So I don't I hate the deck. I don't consider it like like nonsense. extend yeah nonsense extension for the sake of extension. Doesn't mean you should take out the deck so often. Just just please no. Just dismantle the deck, lah. Mish, come on now, play a better commander. Is it so hard? I heard you are going to modify Zenat God, right? I think you can modify this god as well. Or hey, maybe wow. just any modifications maybe... will be waiting for a few months, thanks. Wow. Or, hey, you can always proxy. Or you can always borrow card. Me and Jordan do have me and Jordan do have a lot of things, but we have a lot of cuts. <laughs> sad. Oh, that's actually a very sad thing to say. <laughs> it, is. it really is. We have but yo cardboard. Wow, sad. I have no girlfriend, but I can lend you a jewel lotus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of happiness, but I got a savanna. I got you there. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay, then the next one is. I know Jonathan is the one that is quite not say anal, but this one is affect him quite a bit. Is taking back place, like be it minor or major. So Jonathan, you go ahead with this one first. Okay, I think uh some of us we have a different. I think maybe Hansel has a different take on this as well. So right, like yes, uh for this topic because there are two sides to it. Mm. You okay, go for so your uh, for my take on this uh, it, which is uh no take backs of small plays that do not affect uh state of game. So basically, say for example, uh, quite often, or rather not say often, uh, like sometimes if we are playing a few games into the night, I do tend to forget uh, things like 
uh, triggers off the fish mystic remora or mystic study. So uh, this kind of place, right? Then, so okay, so after that, I just passed my turn, or uh, somebody drew, and then we move on to the next phase. Everything the stack is cleared. So it's like, oh shit, I forget to draw from from this because you played something else. I'm not going to take back and just draw a card because it doesn't really matter at the, at the point of the game. You know what I mean? I, I get it. Before you yeah. continue, sorry to, I need I want to check. So Mitch, let's say I trigger Mystic, uh, Mystic Study and then you don't pay that. I, I forget to draw the card. So mm. I miss the trigger. By the ruling, uh, by like actual magic ruling, what, how, what does it happen? Do we rewind or do I just draw? I still draw because it doesn't affect the bot state or what? Based on magic ruling, uh, I'm, I'm asking that. Gotcha. Wait, so you indicate the trigger. Okay, like, no. Let's say uh Jordan casts a spell. Then mm. my mystic uh my mystic study technically trigger. Then I just not paying attention. Jordan no one is paying attention. And then uh he fin he finished already, then at the end uh, he said end turn, but a few phases end already. Then I like, hey shit, you cast this spell, do you pay for uh Ristic Study? Like what happened at that point? Well, uh your triggers are your own responsibility. <laughs> Oh, so if I'm so called, I miss the trigger, then I miss the trigger, then too bad I don't draw the card, lah. Yeah. Okay, can. Or, That's just the you, official ruling. Yeah, if it's a different situation where you like, you pointed out the trigger, but you forgot to draw the card. Mm. Because six study says may, it's assumed that you chose not to draw. Mm. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Just... Oh, in the case of like the mystic of the of the fish instead, I should draw a card, but I didn't draw a card, so. And then the you know the stack is empty. It's my own responsibility to remember. So I'm not going to take back the play, and I don't expect people to take back the play as well. So if if it's if it's a must, right? If it's like a must trigger, how do uh, you? Is it also the same? Like it's your trigger, you forget, then that's your problem. Yeah, if you forget, then it's your own trigger. You forgot. Uh, it's different if the trigger is bad for you. Say for example, the cumulative upkeep. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So if it's detrimental to others but uh, benefit to you and you skip it, that's your own damn problem, uh, basically. Basically, yes. Okay. Oh, so yeah. back to my question that I like to ask when it comes to this is, so if I technically forget to shuffle my Green Sun Zenith back into my deck, I still have to do it when I realize? Uh, e the idea is basically you get to ask your opponents, uh, this is assuming this is a competitive game. Mm, yes, 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 of course. Uh, you, most judges would Usually ask the opponent, do you want to trigger this now? Is Green Sun Zenith a replacement effect? Uh I don't know. Is it instead? Uh it is instead. Yeah, so if let's say the okay, let's just assume the guy is intentionally cheating and like he casts the green sun because he has a like uh e-wit to take back the green sun to reuse it. So uh if the guy's intentionally cheating, then please leave the I mean like we don't know la. La. I mean like we don't know like you you don't know ma he can he will case your I hey, I forget I I don't know. But let's say assuming he like really did it. Then how? Anyway, it's a replacement effect. So, uh, it's not a trigger. Oh, so it must happen no matter what. So even if you realize later, the guy have to shuffle it in. Ah. Yep. Okay. You will okay, just okay. check uh, what cards are known in that position and then you will just shuffle it in. Basically, don't cheat. It's a hassle for everybody. Okay, Jonathan, yes, please continue. We digress a bit into rulings. Yeah, so uh, things like that, basically, or like, Say for example, you also forget to, like, if I'm playing Azar, I forget to tap my my bloody Winter Orb. I'm not going to take back the play or some shit eh, just because it, I mean, it's, okay, wait, sorry, that's the that's the other side, sorry, I'm getting ahead of the, of the thing. <laughs> and then, I, I will talk about it first, uh, then we mm. can have a discussion. Okay. So, for me, it's, in a sense, the opposite, like, there is time where the boss state has reached a point where it's so-called clock or every, you know, people are trying to go off. 
you make a mistake on your so-called your triggers or casting a spell without reading abilities, and then you actually use your remover or whatnot, and it's like a major play because it affects the boss state of one person or another person or the chances of them winning. Like it's a big play essentially. I mean, for me, is not say like for example, let's say playing amongst you know a casual game, and then. Jonathan was like, I, I cast a spell and then Jonathan forget his realistic study trigger. And then if you were to ask me, hey, sorry, you cast your spell, I missed the trigger. Is it alright if I draw my card? You ask me that, I'm like, okay, please pay attention to your trigger, but sure, this one time, go for it. You know, like, I think Thai. But I would prefer you don't do it lah. For me, I have the same style on Jonathan. Let's say I miss a trigger and then after the end, someone, hey, you forget trigger. I'm like, I already missed trigger, forget it. You get what I'm trying to say? So, yeah, that, 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 to your benefit. Like, yeah. to my benefit, yeah. I would but, not want to take back the play. Yeah, but if someone wants to make this type of minor play, and then he, like, maybe he's not, like, once or twice, maybe Jordan do it once, and then he, you know, sometimes, you know, the person cannot be in the right state of mind. Maybe he's tired or whatever. He, oh, I forgot. Like, just let him, if the guy asks you nicely, for me, I'll just say, let it. For me, it's my personal own rule. As much as I can, I try not to make minor take backs. Because for me, it's I want to improve myself as a player. Unless it's consecutive, like, Three no, like, yeah, if you consecutive, the then, table. Wow, I was slapped That is different already, la. If it's like consecutive, ah, it's different. It's like intention, like learn how to play your own deck. Yeah. I or you know, just take out the card from your deck, please. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna remind you every single time. I I believe we are thinking about the same person here. Oh yes. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, that was so bad. So for me, it's the same. My for me, it's the major play that affects me the most. Like, it's a major play, and then you make this mistake. I'm like. For me, it's two things. Because you need to learn your lesson. Ah. You cannot just like, oops. You know, like, oh, no, no, no. You cast the spell. Fucking resolve it. It didn't work. You know, like, the spell is uncounterable. You never pay attention. Then you counter. Then, I mean, it's a legal target. Ah. Just your counter is resolved, but it's not uncounterable. Your counter spell go in the graveyard. And because of that, someone else can combo off because you wasted your counter spell. Well, too bad. Why never read the card? Why you never ask questions? It's not like you cannot go, hey, your spell can counter. The guy will mm. say yes or no, it's all. He say, oh no, my spell's uncounterable. So that, don't take back this type of play. Like, for me, it's, it's, you will self-improve and you will learn. That I is think, the... Hmm? Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's go say go. You say first. I think uh, that's, for me, for the big plays, right, I think it's fine if you are playing that new deck or you are lacking of threat assessment within this pot that you're playing with for the first few times. I think that's okay to, like, it's on another side of uh, learning how to play the game, basically. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But if you're doing it multiple times with the same people over like a period of half a year of playing with the same damn people and you're still trying to uh, get your track assessment right, I think something's wrong with you. Wake up your fucking idea. That's why it is. If you know who you are, if you're listening to this episode, wake up your fucking idea. Read your oh, cards. It's so damn tiring trying to tell you. It's like almost one year. Shit. Hey. Avasin has only one line of text shortened. Only one line of text. It's not oh, very it's not very difficult to understand what Avasin does. Then destroy, right? No, you're not taking back your play. Are you actually kidding me? <laughs> hey, it was, if it was a rule text, it was a rule text soup, right? Cut, I, I am okay with taking back the play because it might be very hard to understand. All your permanents are indestructible. Uh, it's, not, it's not hard to understand. My, oh my god. <laughs> So, Mitch, I know in uh for you as a judge, uh, this taking back of place, uh, sometimes do happen like in more of a competitive setting. So your thought on this may be different from us. So, what's your opinion on like taking back place? Like, uh, actually, I- for for me, I think I stand mm. more in the middle ground. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually I don't care. <laughs> so, but my thing is, you can always ask if the player say "fuck you," no, then you just oh, okay. Oh, I think it's just as simple as that. Do you, I'm fine if you asking. Oh, I want to go back six turns and and we do this thing that I totally forgot to do. You can always ask, but there's nothing what? wrong with asking. Saying no, ah. Uh, please take back all your lands. Can we just go back to? I actually had a turn one soaring. Can we just go back and let me play the turn one soaring instead? But yeah, I'm like I'm okay. It's a casual game, so I don't really care that much. But if it comes to the point where, well, you want to do this, and I had all this information available, and it will change my place, but you didn't do it, so I don't want to allow it. Then you should just be like, oh, okay, oh, I'm fair enough. You shouldn't be upsetty that uh or. Oh, but it's just a small little thing. Why why wouldn't you let me take it back? Hey, Jonathan, sounds like one guy we know, right? Oh, damn. <laughs> why, is it, why is it always that guy? Oh, so tiring. I mean, <laughs> I think I've actually done this. I've actually helped people with their triggers before. Where I'm like, I uh, realize I don't have enough mana to pay for basic study. Oh, okay, uh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, your basic study, tri- I cast three spells. Your basic study triggered three times. Can you please draw your three cards? The, the inner judge in him has to do the correct thing. Like, no. Yes. The, no, but yes. Yes, but no. Hey, talking about reminding people how the trigger work. I re- recall someone play Giroc and got chains. Then the two of us have to go through the motion for him. Oh, <laughs> to be honest, like, that was a learning experience. <laughs> oh, so you, were le- you were learning, but Mish was dying. Eternally. <laughs> I was like, what? Why? This is not how the trigger works. Then every time, uh, does this trigger change? Does this trigger change? Then it's just the eye just dying. You no, know, that that okay. The chains of Mickey Mouse was at least still okay because it was more of like a a lesson that could be that could you could learn uh, hey. on the on the way how triggers work and the stacking all that stuff. I think the cleanup step is the is the worst. Jordan, this is not you know. This is the time where you don't look into yourself. You just blame wizards. Why the fuck did you bring chains? <laughs> who was the one like hmm, chains is a good idea let's print this card I know right you know you know, you done you done screw up right when the proxy is uh, <laughs> the is a card better than the original card <laughs> oh, I fucking love the proxy because it's the, the, the chart the, the flow chart yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so helpful <laughs> fucking nonsense yeah so that's about it lah in terms of like the actual EDH gameplay I mean the last one we have is hygiene, but I want to just summarize a little bit on the gameplay itself. Uh, like, you as a person, a lot of this is self-control. Like, for example, pub something is your self-control. Being salty, emotional, I understand it sometimes cannot be controlled, but you need to keep yourself in check. Then, extend, you know, extending the games for no reason is not really, it's just you choosing to, do I want to be a cunt or do I not want to be a cunt? And you choose the option to be a cunt. Yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. And then the, the last one is the take back place. Is for me, you know, like what me say, Mish I feel is the most fair in the sense that mm. if you ask the person and the person says no, you deal with it. Don't be well, no, wait, it's just like that. I just forget, I just want to draw my card. Like I already land stuck. You can't even like well, too bad. If you land stuck, you, you should even be paying more attention to your trigger. Right? It shouldn't be my job to play your card for you. Not everyone is as nice as Mitch where he will say, Hey, I Miss this three, this three trigger is you can draw your card. I'm not paying for it. Some people were just they forgot or they purposely keep quiet because it's for you to take care of. Like when it comes to Jordan, uh, when I pay the thing, 
And then uh, I will say I don't pay. If he forgets the trigger, uh, when I say I don't play and he doesn't pay attention to it, I would he just I won't let him draw his card. That's his fucking tai chi idiot. Yeah. Because I didn't pay attention, ma. Yeah, that, that is on you already uh, as a person. Mm. Okay, then the last one. This one is nothing to do so with the game itself. It's personal hygiene. Mitch, oh. you can start with this. <laughs> I, I think he has a lot to say about this. But seriously, just fucking shower. <laughs> is it so hard to ask? Be clean. I think it's actually come up at several things. There's been several Reddit threads of can you just fucking shower at GPs? It's just human, basic human decency, I suppose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. This is uh, a sidetrack. As a judge, you have, like, you know, judge GPs and this, like, Friday Night Magic. I- have you, like, actually come into a situation where you go, like, hey, can you, wow, why, the- please fucking shower? Like, personally, have you been in that kind of situation? I mean, I've never said it because most people go take fucking offense. Yeah, no, so, I mean, don't say it, but like, you're the, you're, I mean, like, you're in the position where you're saying it in your head. Uh, yes, I have been. Uh, I mean, it... especially considering that uh, GP is a whole day event. So the fucker's going to be there for like, the whole goddamn day. Oh my god. So I, I understand if you are sweaty because it's been a long day or the aircon is fucked up or whatever. But I don't know. There's antiperspirant and stuff like that. I... I always thought it was a meme, you know? Like, I've seen those Reddit that were just please shower. I thought it's like a meme where people are making fun of, like, sweaty magic like the stereotype, player. right? Yeah, like the stereotype. I thought it was a meme. I didn't know it's like an actual thing that you personally as a person have gone through, yeah, Mitch. Do you know that for most uh, GPs, I'm wearing double layer? I'm wearing a t-shirt underneath my judge shirt. Yes, I know. Yeah. So, I purposely, I have a nice hot shower before... The event and I liberally apply antiperspirant because so I don't want to sweat and stink. Well, looks like you have basic human decency. Well, yeah, well done. Congratulations well done. on passing yes. the human test. <laughs> You're not monkey. I clap for you. <laughs> You're not monkey. But yeah, so, I don't think it takes a lot of time out of your day just to do that. A bottle yeah, right. of antiperspirant is what a few dollars. Hey, if you can afford to buy sleeves for your for your EDH deck, I'm pretty sure you can afford a deodorant. Hey, maybe he buy that leader then he won't be able to buy his sleeve. Well, have you thought about that? Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His body worthless. What about his dual lens? <laughs> Jordan. Wow. Mitch, have you thought about that? No, right? <laughs> <laughs> his body is not his temper. It's his neck. <laughs> wow. God damn. <laughs> so what about you, Jordan, when it comes to hygiene? Uh, I mean, if I if I'm, this is the first time I'm seeing this guy, then, you know, I just go probably close one eye and hope to God I'm not going to sit in uh, the same table as him ever again. But... Wow, if I see him every single time, I'm, oh, I'm just going to be so pissed. <laughs> I'll just, uh, do you want to play this? I think that might. I'll just wait for my friend. You, you know, it's it's so bad. It, okay, if it's so bad that it got to the point right, where you enter the cut shop and you and you caught a, a whiff of this uh, distinct smell, you know, oh shit, that guy is here. <laughs> it's damn bad, I tell you. I can smell him before I see him kind of situation. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, that's that disgusting. That's, that's very bad. I'm like, come on, guys, please shower. It's not hard. Luckily, our group uh don't have this issue in terms of hygiene. Yeah. Like I I know there are some people like they come from after a long day of work, but they have the decency to you know like wash their hand, uh, uh, use those cooling wipe to wipe their body as much as they can, so they don't have the smell. I mean, like, coming from work is fine. I get it. Um, but you should not be smelling like you're coming from work when you're when the cut shop just opened on a weekend <laughs> and you're you're playing you're playing there right from the start. <laughs> like for for me, because I tend to work on 
uh, Saturdays as well. So there are times where I like, I, I work in the morning, you know, because home for my job, I tend to walk a lot and maybe the weather is hot, I tend to sweat. What I do in the car is sometimes I will try to cool down in the car, use the, my wife's buy for me the and the body wipes. I, I tend to wipe what vis- what areas I can and then in general, stay in the car. I do have uh, an extra shirt in my car because I know I, my BO can get very strong. So that's when I will change my clothes also. This is just human decency lah. So yeah. the... For, for me, the last one is... I'm not going to tackle the human decency itself. Like, J- Mitch and Jota has covered it. For me, is Please take care of my cards. When it comes to hygiene, right? I will tell you a very oh, interesting... Yes. The story... It's not really a story. In our card shop, right? It's the first card shop or the first place I go to see people, right? Eating chips with chopsticks. Because, because you want to play. But then you... Uh, you don't want to touch cards. You know? You're like, oh, I'm going to play. I... I eat, then I'm not gonna have, like, if I use my hand, it will get dirty, I don't touch people's card. But for me, it's like, if you're gonna, things like water, food, like, please be careful. You know, your deck may be like, you don't really care about your deck or your cards. Like, you don't care about the condition of your card. But a lot of people do, you know. Like, I don't want you to, your hand is oily or dirty, and you go touch my cards, or when you, like, your water is on the table, you never fucking close it properly, and it just procures there, and then someone, oops, bruh, then the whole playmat is swept with, and then, you know, spoil my cards. Like, again, this is also basic human decency, yeah. like, human, like, come on lah, like, if you're gonna be eating, you want to spectate the game, stay a bit further away from the game, so you don't drop crumbs or whatever, if you're gonna eat, eat first, then play EDH. I know, <laughs> we ourselves back then, when it was the Wild Wild West, our, at our LGS, ah, there are people eating cup noodle, then the other hand is holding cuts. But after a while, it just becomes like, you know, let's let's be real. So you don't make other people cut dirty. You don't want people to make your cuts dirty. You don't want to make other people cut dirty. And if you don't care that your cuts get dirty, people care about their cuts getting dirty. Shit, son. Wow. Hey, some of my lens, oh, my creatures, all very expensive. Eh? Then you, what, you touch them from near me, become lightly played. Fuck off, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, imagine Jordan, someone go touch your Gale's Crater, then their hand oily, oily after okay, eating it's chips. It's okay, that's why I triple sleeve it. <laughs> then suddenly your, the Gale's Crater got a hint of lace barbecue flavor. Oh god, that, uh, <laughs> Oh, please no, that's, that, oh, that's so disgusting. Shit. <laughs> so, to run out the episode, for you guys, right, what are your pet peeves, like, specifically, like, the one that really irks you the most? Just a quick one. Oh, uh, damn, Oh yeah, Mitch can start first. Yeah, Mitch, what is the your really your biggest pet peeve amount like etiquette for EDH or magic in general? I think I'll probably say don't extend games for no reason. I I don't like MLD. But you are okay if MLD and then you immediately win from there. Or like you I can would... show that you will win. Yeah, I just, I would just consider that as part of the combo. But mm. you know, people who just play MLD because ooh, I get to wipe everybody's lands. <laughs> Hey, my revenges are more expensive. I want to show it off. Get out, man. What about you, Jordan? What's your biggest pet peeve? I think it's the uh, criticizing of plays un- uh, within the game while the game is going on. Especially oh. from onlookers. Oh, backseating, backseating. Yeah, yeah, back, yeah, back, uh, backseating gaming. E- easiest. The, the person who's not actually playing the game is always the smartest. You know, yes. like, how, like when we watch Dota, well, how he could have done this, could have done that, could have done this, but we're not playing Dota. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently, we are better than the pros that we are watching. Backseat gamers, backseat gamers. Oh my god. Oh, I suck so much. Especially like, you know, when you're trying to do your play and then it's because 
you as a player, you have that certain level of experience. Maybe it might be low, it might be high, but you f- you felt that you were justified in doing this uh this play or something, and then someone just come over, hey, why are you doing this? You could have done that and that kind of, that kind of thing. Hey, like there's one guy in the card shop, correct? Oh damn! <laughs> Extremely value, full of value. Yeah, very very loud too. <laughs> For me, is the my biggest one is being salty slash emotional, because like I came here to have an experience. I want to have fun. Be it with like because how the our LGS is we have a WhatsApp where they will invite people like hey let's start a pop anyone interested. So I came here for like an experience to have fun with these three people. It doesn't have to always be with my uh with my play uh play group, but if I'm with my play group, I came I came here to have fun. And then if you are there, as a person, what I hate the most is when I am at a high or when I'm happy, just because you are salty or you are unhappy, you affect my happiness and bring it down. I hate that kind. I hate that feeling the most. Like, if you're not happy, go fucking deal with it yourself. Say, hey, uh, after, I don't want to play after this game. I need to cool down. I'll be okay. I will understand. But if you are just that, why you whine and bring uh, my mood down especially, I'll just like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? Kind of situation. Yeah, so that's me, ah. Uh. And my dear listeners, if you have a specific pet peeve that you have or an experience with hygiene, maybe you play with some, the, what is it called? The sweaty gamers, we call it. Do send us a tweet. You know, you can write it in whatever uh, place you can. Our Facebook group, our links are down below. Our tweet, tweet at us. Let us know. And not only that, if you have ways, if there's any a topic that you want us to talk about, you can tweet at us. You know, maybe a specific topic that you feel very passionate about. We can take a look and then maybe we are also passionate about that topic. We can be the voice to talk about it. Lah. So with that said, it's a quite simple topic today. Not really into the actual gameplay of EDH with the cuts, but how to, you know, meet strangers. I believe a lot of these are, I feel like, basic human decency. Yeah, yeah. it's basically uh, basic social cues, I suppose, as well. I don't know what era we're living, but apparently that's like very hard nowadays. Damn, must be Sad. all from the, from the corona. Monkey, monkey. I'm not human, I'm monkey. But hey, with that said... Hmm? No, it's okay. Nothing. <laughs> but with that said... <laughs> why? So you're thinking of the same guy, is he? About his taking uh, memory uh, that you uh, can... Hey, it, it has been proven that if you don't... Your, your body odor cannot, uh, cannot ward off corona. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. But again, thanks for listening to us for another, for another week. We hope you enjoy listening. With that, I wish you guys... Goodbye. Bye. Bye.